Writing Easy, the podcast that takes the act of writing, which can sometimes be not easy, and tries to help you make it just a little more easy. I was going to say less not easy, and I thought that was going to be really fun, and then I screwed it up and said it right. Oy. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. So the great thing about writing is that it's just real easy to get to. You know, like, you just can just do it all the time, real easy. There's never any real distractions in life <laughs> that get in the way of it. Um, no real problems. So I'm not sure what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> right? I know. It's like writing is just there and you can just do it all the time. Piece of cake. Yeah, easy, easy. Oh, and if you have kids uh, or a day job. Uh, okay, so sarcasm aside, um, today we're going to be talking about getting, fitting writing into your life. And finding a way to, to make the things that you need to do work with your writing. Um, because sometimes they can collide, they can conflict. And, uh, but there's usually a way to work around it. And if there's not, you just go a little easier on yourself. <laughs> That's a really good point. Um, so I know for me, uh, currently, actually things are a lot easier for me now than they used to be. Uh, my kids are now teenagers, so they don't talk to me anymore. Um, I work from home. I work part-time. Uh, so I, I've actually been able to, over the years, massage my schedule to accommodate writing. But there was a while there where I had young children, um, little bitty guys, and I was working a full-time job that I had to commute to. And uh, squeezing writing in was not easy for me. And Melissa, obviously, you do not have children, but that does not mean that you have... People always think, like, you think when you have kids, like, how did, the, how did, how did I have that time before I had kids? But you, you still don't have time. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter how much free time you have. You always feel like you don't have time to write or enough time to write. Yeah. You always get busy no matter what. So we're going to talk about some of the things that you can do because like I said at the beginning you, you really are trying to find a way to make it work for yourself your way of doing it I think that if there's one big theme of this podcast is you're like you've got to find your own way to do it um, and all we can do is offer suggestions so Melissa I know you you were a, a lunchtime writer a lot right yeah, that worked for me. Like, it depends. Because when I first started, I was writing in the morning, I was getting up at between five and 6am and writing mm -hmm. before I started work. Uh, that worked particularly well when I was writing from home and or working from home, because my yeah. day didn't start until nine, and I didn't have a commute. So I could eat breakfast, and I could get two or three hours, assuming I was awake, of, of writing yeah. time in a block, which I found helpful. But then when I started going into the office, that's when I changed and started doing writing at lunch because it was a nice break between all of the businessy stuff mm. that I was trying to do. And did you find it difficult to kind of get your head into writing space or? It wasn't so difficult getting, yeah, it wasn't so difficult getting into it because I, I was excited about writing and wanting to write. It was harder mm -hmm. setting goals and like realistic expectations for what I could accomplish in 45 to 50 minutes because I had to get to the room I had I still had to eat lunch at some point so yeah. like it was those things of realizing it's not a lot of time even though it's an hour or 45 minutes of time and it was harder pulling out of it because I would get excited and I'd start getting momentum and I'm like oh no I have to go to this meeting 
Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's the give and take. And I think the success, how you do that successfully is really understand, I'm only going to get maybe 500 words written during this block and that's okay. Or I'm only going to get a chance to read through this one time and make a few edits, but I'm not going to get a yeah. big work block to like really sink into the world and the characters. Yeah. And it's a good point, you're setting your expectations. And different, you know, the great thing about writing is there's lots of different kinds of tasks that you can do. Um, and so, you know, maybe finding the ones that fit with the, the schedule you have. Yeah, I did I did writing during the uh, during lunch for a while, too. And I, I really liked it. I found it very motivating because I had a ticking clock. And also, for me, it felt kind of rebellious, you know, because it was kind of <laughs> like, ha, the man. You'll try to keep me down, the man. I'm going to do my writing right here at my work desk, the man. Because um, they were really oppressing me uh, so hard. And they're, <laughs> no, they were. They were treating me great. It was a really wonderful place to work. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I, that works. That was a, that's a, a, a nice thing that I know a lot of people do is you take your lunch hour. You make sure you pack a lunch maybe if you can mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, squeeze some time in there. You're already sitting at a computer most likely. Yeah, and, and I think you have to tell people, though. Um, I mean, it's, mm. it's different now because so many of us are working from home. But, like, I had to start telling people, I'm writing. This is my writing time because they would still see me at my computer. Like, and if they could see me, they'd ask yeah. to access me and then want to ask questions or talk. Um, and so I would either have to go to a different space where they couldn't see me or I'd have to say, like, hey, I'm actually writing right now um, or I'm, I write three days a week. So if you want to do lunch, let's do it on Friday or let's do it on this day. Yeah. That's a good point. And, and you know, it's, it's sometimes you have a, that kind of relationship with your work where you can say that. And sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would always, I actually would go and hide. Um, I would either go sit down in the cafeteria. We had cafeteria. It was also uh, one of those big giant open workspace things. So I could go find a, they had little, um, enclave I can go to or they had little uh empty desks for hoteling that I could go to um the only problem is sometimes it would take me it would take so long trying to select a space (laughs) that I would eat up my time like okay packing up my computer getting my thing walking over to the other end of the building sitting down plugging in eating my lunch opening my program uh well closing my program (laughs) going back to my desk yeah that's the challenge right there (laughs) yeah one other thing that I used to do uh, when my kids were little is we, the evenings had a very much of, of a routine to them. Um, you know, it was like, okay, dinner time, bath time, uh, get in your pajamas and brush your teeth and we'll read you a story and you go to bed. Like there was a, a set routine to that. And there was always a little section in there where I could slip away. I, I don't remember what it was. Um, Obviously, it wasn't like when the toddlers were in the bathtub or anything like that. But there was always a moment in there that was like, ah, I have a second. And I would just run over my computer and write a little bit at like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I would do that every day. And I'd get some words out of that. And, and I really liked doing that. So, you know, and this was when, again, like my schedule was full. And I was way too tired. You know, a lot of people stay up late or they get up early. And I, I, I am a person who needs her sleep. So that didn't work. So I would just have it around and just be like, and it, and it, it became part of the routine. It was part of the, my bedtime routine was, you know, um, bath time, pajamas, teeth, write a little bit, read stories, go to sleep sort of thing. Um, and that helps. I think two things were a, that I had, you know, I just found a little chunk of time and also that it was part of a routine. Yeah. Routine is everything for me. 
Yeah, I think that's a, a really great point because so many of us like start out thinking, oh, I'll just write when I'm inspired. And that oh. that is that is a recipe for disaster. You do have to have some kind of structure and routine, especially if your schedule is already packed. Like you have to set out some intention around, I'm going to write today and this is the time I am going to write. And then you you show up. And if, you know, you may get 10 words, you may get a thousand words, but the point is that you have a space carved out to do that mm -hmm. and that you consistently do it. I know someone who wrote, what he would do is he uh, had ended up having a long commute and so he got himself a little a little headset microphone and a software, like a dictation software, that would do tech, uh, voice to text. And as he drove to work, he would dictate and write. Then later that night, he would have to edit what he what he dictated, so it like made sense and, and everything. But he got a lot of words that way, just by mm -hmm. doing it during his drive. And you know, he didn't look or anything. He was just kind of talking through it. Um, I thought that was a really brilliant idea. And now it's even easier. Now you can just do that. Your phone will probably do that with nothing. He, you know, he had to have his um, laptop up and all that sort of stuff. Um, but now I'm sure you could do it just like in your car. Yes. You Bluetooth your car to the phone and just go. I do that a lot. Oh, so that's an idea. <laughs> I do that a yeah. lot. I did that for my commute. And I didn't, I have trouble dictating like actual narrative um, mm -hmm. cause then it's like the prose and you're actually thinking about the sentences and the dialogue, but I use it a lot yeah. for plotting, um, or working through a scenario or, or like articulating and just trying to visualize what the scene is because I'm an outliner and because mm -hmm. I like to sit down at the page knowing what I'm going to write. And I find that really helpful. And even now when I'm not commuting, if I'm making something in the kitchen, sometimes I'll just turn on my, you know, the memo on my phone and start talking mm -hmm. through a scene and that gives me like momentum. So if I only have an hour to write later, I know what I'm gonna do and I can listen to that and just start transcribing and writing and adding stuff in. Yeah, that's another really good strategy is to have a planning activity. So when you actually do have time to write, you're ready. So whatever you can do to, to plan ahead, if you're you know outlining or, or uh, you know research or any of those other things to do, um, you, you save those for other times. And when it's actually writing time, you're totally ready and can just jump in there and do your writing, hopefully, as efficiently as possible. Um, so another thing that I have relied on and encouraged others to do is look for outsourcing daily chat tasks or chores, right? And so, and I, mm. I say outsourcing very loosely, very broadly, but it's like, <laughs> where, where are there things that are taking up time that you don't actually need to be the one to do them? So that is like, do your kids do chores? Like, do you give them chores? Does your partner do chores? Do you bring somebody in to do it? I think um, there's yeah. a lot of adjustments happening right now, but I know like I used to love getting meal prepped um, like kits because that way mm -hmm. it was like one less thing I had to do. I didn't have to go to the store. Like things were already pre-measured and chopped and I could just cook and let it cook while I was writing. So it's like thinking about those kinds of things too is like, what gives me a little bit of free time? Is it setting up a play date? Is it like taking time while they're napping? Is it like having somebody mm -hmm. come in and clean twice a month so that like I have 
then flexibility to do other things with my time because your time is valuable. It's precious. And and if you can, if you have the resources to do that, then like do it and don't feel guilty about it. That's a really good point is and also, you know, yeah, as a writer, you have some excuses. So, yeah, the laundry's folded, but it's still in the basket. I'm a writer. Oh, OK. That's why, you know. Oh, well, yeah, the, the counters are kind of covered in crap, but I'm a writer. You know, it's all right. There's dust. You know, there are things you can let go mm-hmm. and say, you know, writing is more important right right now. And honestly, it's fine. You know, like some of that stuff can just go. And the other good thing is, is, yeah, is have the rest of your family, whoever you live with, your partner, your roommates, whatever, you know, get them on board. Help them understand what's going on to say, hey, you know, this is what I'm trying to do and this is why this is important. And so here's what I would like to ask you to do. And this would help me very much if you could. Um, And sometimes they can do it. it. You know, and maybe they can't. You know, maybe this isn't an option for you. Then this this one doesn't work. But um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to let things slide. You know, maybe the kids have mac and cheese from a box a couple nights a week. It will not kill them, I promise you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And if you're having trouble, like, getting people bought in, I used this technique a lot when I was first starting because when I went to grad school, it was so much easier because I was like, I I have class. Like, I have work. And and so, like, give yourself something structured that they can see and latch onto and say, like, I'm taking this workshop. I'm taking this webinar. I'm taking this class online. And then they they see it differently than, oh, that's, like, mommy's writing time. It's like, oh, like, she's doing this work, this official thing, and we're paying money for it. And so, like, that also can give you a little bit of, of wiggle room to get some support from family or friends if you're butting into that like resistance or, oh, it's not real job. It's not a real thing. So I can still uh, prioritize other things. And then the last thing I want to bring up is, and I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but for me, sometimes I'll get like a day off and I'll be like, now this will be my writing day. I will do so much writing in this day. This will be my day of writing. I have a day off and I'm going to write, write, write. So you know where I'm going with this. Beware of that uh, because you won't get as much writing done as you think. It, I, and I know you're like, but no, no, I am disciplined. I, it just, it, you yeah. know, maybe add an extra session, maybe schedule another extra hour or something like that. But to say, especially if you have in the past been doing shorter stints, right? You've been doing one or two hours here, 15 minutes here, whatever. And now you say, I'm going to sit down and write for eight hours straight. I mean, your brain's just going to melt. You're not going to, you you just, and you won't have any fun. No. Nope. Um, so, I mean, unless you're doing like a writing retreat where you're all kind of doing it together, but even then you got to take breaks. So uh, I, I would advise against that. Wouldn't you, Melissa? I would. It's like saying you're going to run a marathon and then not having trained to run that marathon. Yes. <laughs> like, and then just show up and expect to be able to, to write for that long. It's very, very difficult to do. I also would say that, again, set your expectations because I would do that all the time. And then I wouldn't write Mm -hmm. anything because I'm so exhausted from the work week or like whatever I was doing before that vacation day. And then I get to play with guilt and beat myself up for like having this one precious day that I was supposed to use for writing that I didn't. And now I'm like, I'm double loser because I didn't write and I had the opportunity to write. So don't fall into that trap at all. Yeah, 
that's a that's a really good good way of looking at it. It is a marathon. You got to train for it, man. So, but either way, as long as you get the words out, that's the important part. Yeah. All right then. So before we finish up, I just want to quickly um, do a, a short plugs for us on the socials. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We've got a Facebook group or a page. It's not a group. It's a page, right? Page. Is there a difference? Yeah. Yes, there it's is. It's a page, not a group. It's a page. Um, very important distinction. Um, but feel free to stop by there. Uh, we post other different things. I actually have a Pinterest board, too, called Writing Easy, uh, where I'll post a lot of fun little uh, links to advice and little uh, encouragement things like that. Um, and if you are so inclined to go to iTunes, no, it's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts. Right. Dang yep. it. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Leave us a quick uh, rating and review. That is such a huge help. Helps people find our podcast. And, and honestly, I swear to God, it makes our day. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, my God. <laughs> so, you know, think about this. You take five minutes out of your day and you make two people extremely happy. <laughs> That's right. It costs you nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It costs nothing. And we love it. And, you know, and it's actually really good if you're, pro- uh, if you're uh, procrastinating. So, (laughs) no, don't procrastinate. All right. Well, if there's anything else we need to to cover? No, that's it. All right. Then I will remind you all that writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. See you next time. Bye. Bye.